0: It's a bitch hunt. 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 A bitch hunt. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, hello. Let me drink some water. <laughs> Jacob's having a coughing fit And what about Will, you ask? Well Gosh darn it, Will's in Hawaii Yeah Will's in Hawaii, but Fear not We've got our good friend Ted Meyer back with us today
1: Hello Thanks for having me back Now, you may be
2: thinking uh, Ted is on the (laughs) 10s That was an established rule in this podcast Uh, And this is not one of the 10s 28, which is presumably what number this episode is going to be, is not divisible by 10 evenly. Uh, But guess what? Because Will is uh, in Hawaii, uh, spoiler alert, on his honeymoon, and spoiler alert, uh, we decided that we would invite our good friend Ted uh, to be a substitute pitcher.
0: And something that you've already grown to know about Ted is that he does some planning. He really gets into the details He puts out a complete pitch Unlike our good friend
2: Will (laughs) Right He is kind of, in in many ways, the (laughs) anti-Will When it comes to planning and preparation So That was it
0: Yeah, we're we're basically forcing Ted into Will's role (laughs) Right And by that I mean we haven't told Ted What he'll be pitching
2: (laughs) I don't know what it is He does not know what this week's theme is, Uh, as we have discussed perhaps on the last couple of episodes. Everybody goes into these uh, these pitch on episodes using their podcasting app of choice, having seen the title of the episode, so therefore knowing what they're in for. Ted has no title.
1: Yeah, I don't have a title right now. I have to. Can I just interject by saying how antsy I am? Like, like I'm just like (laughs) I'm so stressed. I'm sweating. Giant puddles on Jacob's couch. I don't know how you guys do this every week. Maybe uh, just to heighten your stress throughout this episode, Ted, we won't tell you. Jacob no. and I
0: will both pitch, but we still won't tell you what the theme is. <laughs> and you'll just have to piece it together.
2: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be possible to get through both of our pitches without... Uh, Explicitly saying what it is, and as much fun as that is, and as much as I do like to watch Ted sweat, my couch is getting like rapidly very soaked <laughs> with sweat. He is sweating bullets. He is on the edge of his seat. We're going to drown. We're, we're going to drown. <laughs> Sweating's too much. My apartment isn't that large,
0: and t- Ted is producing just a tremendous <laughs> amount
1: of
2: sweat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just got a call from your downstairs neighbor complaining about a leak in the ceiling. So. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, Luke, do you wanna you wanna break it to him?
0: Yeah. Well, you know what day it is. Approximately. Yeah, approximately. What, what day is it? It's Halloween, the thirty first yeah, of yeah, October. Yeah. Yeah. So Ted, we're we're pitching something
1: spooky. Yeah. Something spooky. Mm-hmm. Is that that's the entirety of it? The title for this episode will be
2: uh, a single word. You did
1: horror movies.
2: Yes. Well. We did slasher movies. Oh, yeah. The title of this episode, as the uh, literate readers among our literate listeners among us will know, is Spooky.
1: Spooky? Okay. Yeah. Got
2: us. So, Ted, you want to go first? Uh, No. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely
0: not. (sighs) All right. Well, I think that I went first
2: last time.
0: Okay. I can jump into it, but I got to admit. Yeah. I am almost as unprepared as Ted. I've known the theme for over a week but I've done no prep work.
2: Folks, this is going to be a loose episode, so just prepare yourselves for that.
0: So, I I'm just going to start off by running through the ideas that I had 5 minutes before this episode. Sounds good. The first one was When Hairless Cats Attack.
2: It's very spooky. Very spooky. And hairless cats are inherently quite spooky because they look like maybe they're people, but they're in cat form.
0: Yeah, right? That's the about second all I to one say was, about hairless cats. We're on a cruise. It's we? mostly old people and their grandchildren. Ooh. And something in the seafood turns all of the old people into ravenous zombies. That is spooky. That's uh, It's
2: quite spooky. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that... M- maybe uh,
0: the plot to a movie already but I can't think of one maybe I mean the the problem for me with this episode is that I don't really watch horror films because they're too spooky
2: that's that's a good point (laughs) Will and I recently watched well I guess this isn't it was just that Luke had plans (laughs) had other things to do on like a Saturday night than than, uh, live text a a horror movie (laughs) Well what 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 was the movie? It was called uh, I can't remember. I think it was called A Hole in the Ground <laughs> or something.
1: Cut all this out. <laughs> no, no,
2: we don't cut anything. That's the secret
1: of this podcast is
0: we don't cut that. We don't cut anything. <laughs> okay. Um I So I'm not going to go with either of those ideas. Okay. Okay. It turns out. (laughs) I was kind of thinking. They were were just the first things to pop into my head. Well, they're
1: very very spooky ideas, Luke.
2: I would say they're moderately spooky ideas, and I hope that the idea that you landed on was spookier than either of those, because I want to get spooked. I think it is. Okay.
0: I don't know if it will sound spooky, but I think the more you think about it and think about watching this, Uh it
2: will feel spooky. I like it. Okay, I'm going to turn the lights down.
0: I've turned the lights down. It's funny you say that because the title of my film will be, "The Dying of the Light." Ooh! <laughs> oh. oh! Oh! I like it. I'm a little bit worried that it's very similar to. Yeah, this sounds really to...
1: scary. Yeah.
2: What okay. If,
1: what if there wasn't any light?
2: What if there wasn't any light? Ted brings up a really good point, Luke. What if there wasn't any light?
0: What if bad. there wasn't it's... any light? It's a good point, Ted, and uh-huh. it's one that we'll explore throughout <laughs> my pitch. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so it takes place in medieval times. Okay, yes there's a castle. sorry, the fair <laughs> I was thinking
2: the restaurant
0: <laughs> it's both of those things rolled into one.
2: Okay but also it's a, but it's also, not it's
0: okay a, okay So it's, it's a, a, big- a it's a spooky medieval castle occupied by a royal family who is just barely holding on to their kingdom as it's under siege. They have the castle barricaded. They have their last remaining line of defense, a loyal group of knights, Mm. defending the walls against Mm. attack. Okay, I'm in it. I'm in it. So there are two things happening in this film, and it cuts between the two. One is just straight-up knightly battle on the exterior of the castle. Is that nightly with a K? It's both. Oh, K and <laughs> N. <laughs> and also just N. This, is, this guy knows his English language. This guy <laughs> knows his English language real good.
2: He's real good at it. He's full of puns. And they're not even puns, it's just clever wordplay. Ah, I'm loving it, Luke.
0: Yeah, so the reason I have this going on is because I love some good sword fighting action, mm. and who doesn't? So, I when you need not a break from those, the spookiness, Sorry, you'll get a, like a little bit of reprieve. And I don't know. Could you guys help me think of some cool knights actors who would be dope knights?
1: <laughs> well, um, one, one of
0: there, I think there is a
2: little bit of a challenge in casting knights or actors for knights because depending on the kind of garb that they're wearing. A lot of them may be covered up. It's like, you got different kinds of knight armor, but I think the classic knight armor kind of has that whole, you know, headpiece helmet thing with the visor that can be uh, dramatically flipped up and down.
1: You know what's uh, great is when they have really long hair and it comes spilling out of the visor when they flip it up and you realize how long their hair is.
0: Oh, that's Shen, You're good. right.
1: All right, so let's so, cast So we can have on- a,
0: a force of lady knights...
2: The well, Force of Lady knights, or just... Yeah, yeah. Or just very Hirsute Men. Uh, I was... The first two that I was... Fabio? Th- were on my mind. <laughs> Fabio would be a great pick. Uh, I was thinking Kenny G. Uh, yeah. And Weird Al, which has mm. been on the brain because we talked about those on podcast episodes past. Uh, the guy who... <laughs> this is the second time that I'm going to recommend this guy. The uh, actor who plays <laughs> the character of Hurley on Lost... <laughs> he's got some yeah, long, Jorge. hair. Jorge Garcia,
0: I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, he can like pick up really heavy boulders and chuck them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he'll Yeah, he'll be like the chunk knight.
0: You're right. The tank knight. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat>
1: uh actually Sawyer from Lost, Josh Holloway. Josh that guy Holloway has a fucking nice head of hair. Yes, he um, does.
2: And he looks ooh, he would look good. He in, probably like, yeah, he some...
1: has like a nice stubbly face. He could look like he's from as, as Luke says, medieval times.
2: Oh, so true. So true.
0: Um, I haven't seen Lost, so I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can't picture this man I forgot
1: that you haven't seen Lost and that we've talked about how you haven't seen Lost. <laughs> right. <at length.
2: laughs> I, yeah, th- this is a problem that I've had in, in um, the past with both Luke and Will and Pitch Hunt. is that they haven't seen Lost, which is just a real bummer. But at this point, it's a bit too much of an investment.
1: Uh, let's put Donal Gleeson in a suit of armor. Let's put Donal Gleeson. Um, I cast, best known as the Joker, um, <laughs> in Pirate Batman. I was gonna
2: say it would hardly be a TED pitch without Donal Gleeson. <laughs> 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 yeah, although it's not a TED pitch, it is a TED episode, though.
0: Yeah, it's a Luke pitch. It's a Luke pitch. Wait, so what I mean,
1: kind?
0: Of, I, I, so I, I really like him. So what, what kinds I'm of characters totally
1: are these knights? Like, like is there one who's like the main? character? The main nights,
0: Yeah, there should probably be a main night. Okay, so that would probably be Kenny G, right? Kenny G's going to die within ten seconds. Oh yeah, that's right, I forgot that you hate Kenny G. <laughs>
2: uh, you hate Kenny G the person, not just the music. Maybe well, also the <laughs> music. Kenny G could be like a bard. <laughs> <laughs> who plays like a some kind of proto saxophone
0: made out of reeds? <laughs> it'll be, That'd made, be amazing, but he'll, be, he'll still die with intensity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'll he'll be made like,
1: out of like a tree truck that like he's <laughs> carrying around.
2: He's standing on top of the battlements playing a <laughs> sorrowful song and will just get hit by like sixteen arrows.
1: Okay, um, that's fine. okay, that's fine. That's great. Luke, I, I, I have some questions. So, Yes, Ted. You've described fighting on the battlements. Um, sounds great. Uh, uh, who's fighting?
2: I have a follow-up question to that, once you're done answering that question, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> or bef- okay.
0: before you went. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, the, the knights are fighting. The Kenny G and company. But who... Who are they fighting? Who is the against? enemy?
1: Like are they just brawling amongst amongst each other? <laughs> no, for-
0: the enemy are these uh this uprising crew that no longer likes this royal family.
1: So rebels. So
0: they're trying to yeah, the Rebel rebels spell. are trying to overthrow yeah. the castle.
2: Cool. Follow up to that question. Uh sword fights awesome. I don't think anybody here is going to dispute that. They're blessed. Um, yes. Not necessarily inherently spooky. So, is there like some
0: spooky yeah, stuff that's what's going the on?
1: Spook factor. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: I, I told you it's going to cut between the exterior fighting and the interior of the castle, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where all the spooky stuff's going down. Ooh, okay. laid on me, laid on me. So, it, this royal family is holed up in there, and they've got this like chemist, witch, wizard type thing. Right on. Who's trying to create a weapon that will obliterate the rebels.
1: Cool.
2: What is the like what does this weapon look like? What is it? What is the weapon?
0: It's it? it's some kind of magic potion concoction. Um but after after this wizard witch chemist type person uh, I guess I, c- I could settle on one of those.
2: I, I kind of like the the. <laughs> I like being able to have the creative liberty in my brain to decide which it is. I've decided that it's a witch chemist.
1: That's kind of what I was thinking
0: too. <laughs> okay. Okay. We can go with witch chemist. I'm gonna plug my computer in real quick, and then I'll get right back. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Sure. Well, Ted- so
1: a witch chemist.
0: Yeah, Ted. Ted, what are you thinking of this pitch so far?
1: Um, <laughs> there's not a lot. to t- to it, um, I feel as I'm, though
2: we're we're distracting Luke a lot.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if he has that much to fill in.
2: <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. So he may be. Uh, he may be. Luke, oh, he's we were we back. were saying
1: Luke. Um, Luke's back, everybody. We were <laughs> saying that.
2: Don't tell him what we said, Ted.
1: Well, I'm not going to tell him exactly. What we said. Okay, just tell him. We were, were you think- saying we- that it's
0: clear that I don't have any idea well, we where were- this is No, going. we were
1: thinking that we're interrupting you too much, and so we kind of wanted to uh, give you a little bit more of a free reign to just give us your vision.
0: That's what we said. Yep. Oh, man. That's what that's we that's said. A- <laughs> that's a lot of pressure since I don't have a vision. But so you want to know what the monster looks like? Yeah. Or the the thing, the I- weapon. I sure do. <laughs> turns out the weapon is the monster <laughs> oh, okay. that is accidentally created. Um, so the chemist creates this thing, and you don't really see it. It's just kind of like a poof of smoke. Cool. And then a sh- dark, shadowy figure retreats into the darkness. Are you sure? I would like to mention that everything within the castle is shot under natural candlelight and no other lighting. That is going to be a real challenge. It'll be
1: very. Well, they did it in Thrones this year.
0: And they did it in Barry Lyndon back in the
1: 70s, so. True. Cameras have come a long way. It they can have. be done. Got to turn up the brightness on your television.
2: And for those of us <laughs> who <laughs> don't like. Stop fucking
1: complaining about the Thrones DPs.
2: Certain, certain friends of ours who have been known to complain about movies for being too dark. Who says that? Max said that yeah. about the Dark Knight, <laughs> which God, sent I, Ted into such I remi- rage. I,
1: God, I just about <laughs> ripped him apart. I just... All uh,
2: right, excuse me. Sorry for bringing that,
0: that baggage into this episode.
1: <laughs>
0: but, you know, I think if you go to see a movie called The Dying of the Light... Yeah. You can't be too upset oh, about yeah, darkness. Oh, yeah, I forgot
1: about that great title. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so how is this light going to die, man? Well... The, the people around the castle are going to be picked off one by one by the shadowy monster. Uh-huh. And it will hunt its prey by blowing out the candles around it before Great. it takes them. That's dope. So eventually, we're going to be left with just this, like, turd of a prince <laughs> and the chemist guy scrambling to make another weapon to take out the monster. And also the rebels... And very, very slowly, every single candle around them will go out. That
2: is very scary. But is this also a place where it's nighttime all the time, dude? No. You could set it in like northern Europe during the winter, yeah, and then
0: there just wouldn't be a day. But this is all going to take place in one night, so oh, okay. That's I don't it. have to worry about that because there aren't very many nights. Right.
1: You did, Basically, you their only job was... is
0: to hold off the rebels long enough for a weapon to be deployed. Right. And spoiler alert, they're going to fail. <laughs> oh, no. So, so eventually the rebels will take the castle and they'll just find this dark hall. They'll light up a torch and there will be dead bodies everywhere. And that will be the end of the film. I am left
2: with a, a creeping sense of dread.
1: Um... Me too. Um, okay, so... The main characters are the turd of a prince and the, the witch chemist. And, and the knights. And the knights. And and they get G. about
0: 50-50 screen time.
1: Okay. Uh, I think you should have a character who is... Who's likable? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, who is, like, a rebel. And, and maybe... Um, Maybe like at the end of the movie, the rebels can like discover that the castle that all of their at the end of the night that everybody's been eliminated and they'll come into the castle or whatever. And they'll be like, great, but who did this? And then it'll be even more chilling because we know that the, the light monster is still there.
2: It's still there. Um, it was still there all along.
1: I have yeah, al- so, Ted, Ted, you're absolutely right.
0: There should be a rebel character who is likable. I think part of the reason why the rebels are storming the castle will be because the royal family has captured one of the rebel leaders. So then part of the story will be the rebel leader trying to escape from the dungeons and also survive long enough to get freed.
2: Ooh, there's, I, I was going to... Yeah, yeah. That would be really spooky. That's a, a very spooky area of a castle that you never really explored, the, the dank dungeons. I was going to propose... I mean maybe not even an alternative but perhaps a, a supplementary likable character which could be uh the understudy to the bard uh, <laughs> who who is like loved the bard very much uh but had to take over the solemn duty of of playing the saxophone uh once Katie G was murdered by all the arrows um <laughs> And I'm trying to think of who would be a good a good person to play that, and I have not come up with one. My you know first that thought guy. was Fabio, but <laughs> Fabio should a, definitely be a knight. Workaholics. Blake Anderson, yes, that should yeah. absolutely be, be who it is. 100% that's who it should, should be. <laughs>
0: that guy's
2: got great hair. He's got great hair, and also the potential for a little bit of comic relief, which is, I think... Sometimes a good thing in a spooky movie.
0: I think another area for comic relief will be uh, even well after Kenny G has died, his body will still get peppered by arrows, like <laughs> every third scene. He'll get crushed by something, like further decapitated. Man,
2: I, I really hope that there that Kenny G isn't a listener. Um, if so. Yeah, You know what, I'm not even going to try to defend him I can't do it <laughs> The damage he's done to, to the saxophone As an instrument is uh, We're not going to talk more about this though Alright, well, that Luke uh, It turned into quite a spooky pitch along the way I think the addition of the dungeons is, is big
0: <laughs> Yeah, and a character who you want to root for right? Because who cares if you want them all dead anyway it can I work, mean, it, yeah.
2: But I think it it would be more it'd be more fun for the the audience if they had a couple of couple of people that they kind of like.
0: So Ted, you've been taking some notes, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is another, I think, unique thing about you because, despite the level of professionalism <laughs> that the three of us normally have, we don't take notes. Can I tell you a secret, Luke? You probably couldn't tell. <laughs> the the one note that I've taken. <laughs>
2: Over the course of the entirety of Pitch Hunt, was writing down the name
0: Mustache McCombs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you know that that was the name of my fish in college? I didn't know that. It's a little backstory for you. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, you suggest. We we had him for like many months. And the only reason we bought him was because we found a steal of a deal on a fish bowl at goodwill and then we were like well i guess we gotta get a fish get a this fish bowl is too bowl. cheap to pass up
2: <laughs> what kind of a fish was he
0: he was a beta uh, and uh i got uh, I have a he lot survived for many months and then my roommate dom gifted the fish to his stepsister what a dick and it died within a day <laughs> Aww, <laughs> Sucks. That's horrible. and she was heartbroken. So
2: I'm heartbroken having heard that story. Also that brings up a lot of baggage because, uh, this story is maybe not, maybe a little too long and, but no, it's, it's, it's a spooky episode. So I'm just going to very briefly say that I had a beta in college as well, but it, uh, it committed suicide. Um, when I was changing its water, um, and it was very, very upsetting. It just jumped onto the floor? It jumped... <coughs> it jumped out of the cup that I had put it in, in the sink, and then up to the, like, the little overflow thing, you know, in sinks, so that your sink doesn't uh, fill no. with water. It, like, it it jumped out of the wa- out of the cup, and I tried to grab it, but it was very slippery, and the sink was also very slippery. And it kept, like, flopping up the side of the sink as I tried to pick it up.
0: Oh, and then no. it slipped down Wait, into the. Overflow. It jumped into that little hole. Yeah. What? Yes, it was horrible. But I think they like it will be reunited with water down there, so it that's, might be alive to this day. That's what I told myself, and I like filled the sink
2: immediately with as much water as I possibly could to try to flush it down into the like the waterworks system. So it's. I sure hope that that beta is is still out there somewhere, but it is. It has been about. Eight years since that. Someday a giant beta will happened. eat you. <laughs> one one day you'll without, be out out in the Cannon River, Right, peacefully floating down the Cannon River on a on an inner tube, minding my own business, and a giant beta will come up. And you know what? I will feel like I I deserved it a little bit, though. I I really I didn't. I don't think I, I was all that ne- all that negligent. Okay, Ted has now filled just, an entire envelope with notes
0: okay ted ted keep in mind you're supposed to play the role of will who has not prepared yeah
1: <laughs> okay well i'll stop making notes um,
0: okay do you want to pitch
1: uh sure okay. yeah let's catch me up as unprepared as right
2: you. right i'm i'm worried that you're going to prepare more the yeah. longer we let you sit here
1: okay um so oh, wait
2: but first uh we have to ship luke's pitch oh yeah what did we we
1: might. No,
0: have uh, yeah, let's put it in a catapult and launch it launch to over the to producerville.
2: I'd prefer a trebuchet, but you know, potato potato.
0: Switch.
1: Let's go, Ted. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> okay. You didn't
0: steal my hairless cat idea, did you?
1: No, no, I, I didn't. Um, okay, so this movie um, takes place in France. Ooh. Um,
2: it's maybe the first pitch-hunt pitch that's ever been set in the land of France.
1: What part of France, Ted? Um, like, uh... Uh Calais or Brittany, like the the north this guy like knows like the northwestern his France. coast.
2: This guy knows okay. his France. Dang. Mm.
1: Um Okay, so um in this spooky movie okay, this spooky movie it will start in seventeen sixty four. Wow. It already
0: sounds spooky.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It was a super spooky year in France.
1: It it's about to get even spookier, guys. Um How? Okay, so returning from his stint in the French and Indian War, or the Seven Years' War, uh, a captain near, near All Hallows' Eve, a Captain Augustine Dupont, <laughs> oh, man. carrying a returning from the war with a boat full of pumpkins, um, has a terrible, a terrible crash on some rocks because the lighthouse uh, was not on, and he is shipwrecked and he dies. um
2: wow does he come back to life as an anthropomorphized pumpkin (laughs) anyway the next morning (laughs) um, the withering look that ted gave me will not translate
1: (laughs) the next morning a boy named gustav discovers a pumpkin that has washed up on the shore near his little house (laughs) Oh, oh boy and he goes to his mom eloise and is like like hello mom uh, i can't do that I will stop. yeah um a pumpkin <laughs> and she's like Wee. How, and li- then,
0: how little is this boy ted
1: he's like five or six okay so
0: very little boy yeah um how many inches tall is he three or four
1: um Seven and a half. Oh wow. man, I love that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the image of this kid carrying the pumpkin is, is great.
1: He's like an ant <laughs> like carrying a potato chip. Mama, <laughs> mama. Okay. Um. So Gustav, um, he takes the pumpkin home, and then, and and then so uh, later, Eloise, um, is away at her job, um. And Gustav sees a most unusual sight. The pumpkin <laughs> lifts into the air and sits about six feet off the ground, just a- as though it were on, like, the head of a body, but you can't see the body.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um. So is this, like, the... <laughs> is he, like, a reverse headless horseman where he only has a head um, and no body?
1: Well... Uh, yeah, you know, he puts the pumpkin on his head and, uh, for his head. Um, <laughs> the pumpkin is his head. He has a body that the pumpkin is balancing on. You just can't see it's it. It's just an invisible uh, body.
0: <laughs> gotcha. I like that.
1: Yeah. Um, and so Gustav is like, What's the pumpkin doing? And the pumpkin starts sort of bobbing away. And Gustav follows the pumpkin into, like, a cave on the shore. Um, where it turns into um, the pumpkin monster, which is what Captain Augustine Dupont has become oh. after his pumpkin shipwreck.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Ted, who, who plays Augustine Dupont?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: is it perhaps the... Could I recommend the guy from The Professional?
1: Oh, Jean Reno? Yeah, yeah. Let's have it be him. I, I was w-
2: gonna say it's a real shame that Gerard Depardieu. That's what was I
1: was gonna say. Who's <laughs> Gerard Depardieu? <laughs> oh, who are any other French man actors that I know? Oh, um, well, Jean John Yeah, Jean Dujardin. But he's too our handsome. Her
2: favorite, favorite spy yeah, franchise ever. The OSS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. anyways, so <laughs> Jean Dujardin can be another character in this because. Man, I would love to see him in more movies.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, in the present day, we have a new little French boy, and this one's name is Francois. Da.
2: Ooh. Da.
1: And Francois is having a little French Halloween, um, (laughs) and um, there is an old man in the town named Gaspard, who they don't let people see because he's crazy. He's like Boo from uh, Boo Radley Radley. from To Kill a a Mockingbird. Sure. Um, and so he, he sort of gets, I don't know, separated from his little friends and then he sees, uh, this same sight of the pumpkin head beginning to float and walk away. Um,
2: very spooky.
1: Yes. Um, and now this is like, this is a carved pumpkin, so it's all lit up and it's got kind of a sinister face carved into it. Oh my, it's a Jackie-O. It's a Jackie-O. Um,
0: (laughs) so he starts... Does the face look like... Future first lady, Jackio. Um, <laughs> Although at this point, see, past the the,
1: the the magic of the of the of the pumpkin Headman man premise is that he could put on all these different kinds of pumpkins over the course of the movie. Oh, and he can, so we could have a Jackio pumpkin. <laughs> what a about Jack- like a <laughs> Jackie-o, squash? Jackio, <laughs> yeah. It could, uh, could well, it no, any- it can't be a squash. It has to be a pumpkin. So, so, I thought okay. you were saying the shape of a squash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it could be a pumpkin, the shape of a squash, but not a squash. Got it. So we're yeah. not we're not opening the whole world of gourds. No,
1: no, no. It's okay. just just pumpkins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can do spin-offs where it's various types of gourds. <laughs>
1: um. Uh, uh, so and and then he he begins following the pumpkin because like, well, it's an interesting sight okay. and. It, and then Gaspard stops him. Um, oh. Gaspard knows about um, the ghost of Captain Dupont, um, and so and then and then the boy's like like oh okay like thanks for saving me I won't follow it again and Gaspard is like you don't understand once like the Pumpkin Man has marked you like like he he's he's going to keep hunting you, um, and so I have only a couple ideas of where this goes from here. But so, I don't know He tells, one what, what idea that I had Is that he starts to see uh, the pumpkin head Everywhere And so I was thinking there could be a montage If he's at uh, an art museum And he sees, like, the pumpkin head <laughs> Floating in, like, famous paintings Like, in, like, like yeah. In the like, Louvre? It, yeah, yeah, like, so he'll see I don't know if all of these paintings are in the Louvre But, like, I had, I thought he could see it in Munch's Like, The Scream oh, yeah, sure. um, Which would explain The Scream <laughs> <laughs> He could see it, like, yeah, in, like, the Mona Lisa, um, and, like, all of these, like, Italian Renaissance Jesus paintings, and, like, the Monet of, like, all the people sitting by the river, yeah. like, like
2: the pumpkin is just there. The pumpkin is wonderful. Um, oh, that This is so a great idea, Ted.
1: He could see it in, like, just to make it even more bonkers stuff that predates Captain DuPont's crash, like, 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 Assyrian ruins, and, oh, like, Egyptian hieroglyphs, <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that would it be funny... So de-
0: yeah. Well, I was going to ask, well, the intent of that montage to be, is it supposed to be funny or um, is it, will I, it still be spooky? I,
1: it, it's going to be both spooky and fun. I mean, um, I, I think the montage would play it straight. I think okay. that's I, the I, right I,
0: way to do that, because it,
1: it, that.
2: That has the potential to be very spooky. Yeah. It, it does, does risk
1: yeah. like the number 23 territory, but <laughs> that's okay.
2: The risk that I think you're willing to take.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, the only other ideas that I have is that um, the reason that uh, uh, Captain Dupont targeted the old boy, uh, Francois, in the first place—no, Francois is the new boy. The old boy is Gustave. Is yeah, because- I gotta
0: admit, Ted, I've lost track of the names too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We don't know. We don't know all okay, of our, I love our characters for that. Very <laughs> well, I just the, the only reason I made it French is so that I could like say French names. <laughs> like, like, like
2: <laughs> that's the only reason that I. say Gerard also I also want like, some, uh, a lot. like
1: little like American actors being like 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 Jacob Tremblay and <laughs> be like one of the French <laughs> boys. <laughs> yeah, just to test jobs. Yeah. Um, but so um, if, if the old. 1750 boy, 64 boy, Gustave and his mother Eloise. So Eloise is the um, is the mistress of the lighthouse keeper. And she Ooh-hoo. was having a shag with the lighthouse keeper, causing the lighthouse to go out, which caused oh, Captain shit. Dupont to crash in the first place. Oh my God! So she oh, was shit. the she was the bad guy all along. Well, he blames her, and so he took it out on Gustave back in the day, and now, oh. um, and so the key to whatever I don't know defeating <laughs> Captain Dupont will involve some sort of apology. Okay. Um, it'll turn out that Francois descended also from Eloise, sure, and that the Pumpkin Man only targets descendants of this um, uh, uh, Eloise, okay, um, because he blames like her.
2: So, what would the redemption look like? Do you think?
1: Uh, I don't know. Any ideas, guys? <laughs> um Yeah,
0: Eloise could bake him a pumpkin pie. Well, Eloise, Eloise is, is been, long
1: dead. Yeah, she's
2: been dead for two hundred and fifties plus years. <laughs> I'm not sure that you've been keeping up with the timeline of all this. I mean, we well, could add a time, time on time. several of your comments. We
1: could add a time travel machine, with um, and maybe Francois could go back. And- maybe Francois uh, like climbs into
2: a, a giant, a great pumpkin, and is transported back to 1764 because <laughs> it turns out that when when this captain. uh, like merged with the, the pumpkin, it, it did something very mystical to all of the pumpkins around this area in France. And so now they're all linked. So he can travel to any pumpkin through oh, time.
1: Hell yeah! That be cool. <laughs> uh,
2: that was not the reaction I was expecting. I'm but into
1: okay. that. Okay. <laughs> it's like a pumpkin flu network. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I guess what, what would he want? What do you want to get back on the sea? Um, Could the characters make that oh, happen for him?
1: That, yeah, maybe, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 okay, I, I want it to end in, I, I love the time travel ideas <laughs> and the pumpkin warp idea. Pumpkin I, do, I do want it to somehow end in present day. And maybe, like, yeah, maybe they can, like, return him to sea and like the last thing that they see is like a pumpkin head bobbing on like kind of a ghost ship going into the, <laughs> into the into the misty waters and that sounds excellent and so like we'll still know that like like although they have been spared the wrath of the ghost of captain dupont because of whatever reconciliation we'll still know that he's out there and that um you know unlucky travelers on the high seas might you know see a little pumpkin head floating around in the in the water <laughs> on a ghost ship
2: and you better not be sex in the lighthouse keeper when that happens. Yeah. I think a, a great yeah. addition to that would be to have uh, little Francois be dressed up as a pirate for Halloween.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's maybe what allows him to. Maybe he's like hides in a, in a pumpkin
1: and that takes him back in time. And then. Because it- the pumpkin mistakes him for a pirate. The pumpkin. It's not.
2: <laughs> not as. His- that's not exactly what I was thinking. But I, I do like that. I like that wrinkle. I was thinking more that he, for whatever reason, is transported back to 1764. Maybe the the pumpkin portals only go back to 1764 because that's when the portal was first open. opened. But he would be able to uh, bond with the captain more because the captain thinks that he's also a, like a, a, a seaman
1: Yes Even though he's Jacob Tremblay Putting on a French accent To the little boy's pirate costume Uh Well you
2: know they didn't have pirate costumes That were that sophisticated I mean Halloween costumes have come a long way In the last 255 years in France From what I understand
1: Mm, I had another idea guys It'll transpire that Captain Dupont Is actually Eloise's husband Who was away for the war and oh, so that'll yeah. make him even matter at Eloise. I
2: think that's a great event. That's true. That's and then
1: all of these boys are actually Captain Dupont's descendants. And so he's wiping out his own line.
2: Wow. Um, just because he's so He's so
1: rage. bad. He's so, so bad. Yeah. Are they
0: actually his descendants or are they the um, lighthouse keeper's oh, descendants? maybe they should be yeah. the lighthouse
2: keeper's sh- yeah. descendants. And that he finds that out. Or, like, he, he always maybe suspected that because they don't look like him or something, and then it all yeah. becomes clear.
0: Yeah. He keeps warping nice. to the future and doing a 23 Me DNA test <laughs> on them. <laughs>
1: yeah uh, all of these are great ideas Um, anyways I hope the pumpkin thing is uh, I I think a floating pumpkin that can turn into like a different monster is is suitably spooky Um, it's suitably spooky
2: and it's also very thematically appropriate for the holiday that's maybe tomorrow maybe today (laughs) maybe it was a week ago it all depends on when we release this episode
1: (laughs) yeah
0: Uh, Well, Ted, we severely limited your ability to prepare for anything here, but you packed in a bunch of great (laughs) ideas.
2: You did a great job nonetheless, and that is absolutely going to be shipped. Going to toss that in a pumpkin and warp it all the way to to Brittany in, in 1764. How about to Hollywood? First stop, Brittany, then Hollywood, where it will be buried in the ground in 1764 and then be uncovered. By some twist of fate
1: By Paul Thomas Anderson And adapted into his next movie There it
2: is <laughs> We have our director and everything
1: <laughs> Alright Ted that was lovely Alright thanks guys Please make recommend-
2: sometimes there's songs okay so my movie is also going to be called the dying of the light (laughs) hey man that was the only good part of my pitch (laughs) okay it won't be called the dying of the light it would be called uh uh uh, the light is gone. No, that's stupid. Bye, bye, light. Bye, 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 bright.
1: What about Doctor Dark? In honor of the new movie, <laughs> Doctor Sleep.
2: <laughs> that wouldn't actually fit very well with with the pitch that I'm going to pitch. We'll we'll leave the titling for later. But I really want to steal the dying of the light from you, Luke, because it is very appropriate for my pitch. Uh, Alright, so we've had two pitches that Spent a fair amount of their time in the past Now it's time to to Go back to the future Back to the future? Yes, this movie is going to be set Approximately a hundred years In the future Um, And I'm just going to say up front that there are Going to be some Ad Astra parallels um, Just because I'm with Ted right now And both of us
1: Correctly Yes. Believe that movie to be a masterpiece. Yes. A Luke. An opinion that Luke does not share. Does not share.
0: Um, I think he you overlooked incorrect. some flaws inherent to the film, but we can talk about this offline.
2: I think that you, uh, be- you became uh, a little bit too bogged down in those flaws and were unable to see the larger uh, and more beautiful and profound themes. I liked it a lot. Luke. I just didn't think it was perfect. Well, no film is perfect, except for the film that I'm about to pitch. (laughs) So, (coughs) we are approximately 100 years in the future. Um, Humanity has colonized the moon. There's a civilization on the moon of about uh, 100,000 or so people. (coughs) It's largely scientists, largely engineers. It's still kind of in the early stages. Um, So the the first and i I think this is probably true of what would happen if we did colonize the moon is that the first section of people that would go up there would be scientists engineers uh people who would try to see what exactly we could do on the moon that would be different than what we can do on earth both in like scientific experiments but also in terms of like mining there are lots of interesting minerals up there that i'm sure that we would want to we would want to exploit immediately um and also because we're a hundred years in the future, you know, the Earth is in the midst of of some crises. Um, well,
0: yeah, but the moon's pretty close. yes Yes. like wouldn't we want to go further away (laughs)
2: eventually i mean it's not like the the earth is about to explode or anything it's not it's not like an imminent danger situation it's just that you know like there are problems in the future things things are getting a little dystopian up in here um you know the the climate has warmed approximately you know five degrees celsius too many people Huh?
1: Too many people?
2: Also, yes, too many people. Our population is rising out of control. These are real problems that are happening right now in our face. But also, a hundred years from now, they're even worse. Um, so much of the story is going to center around this family. Um, there is the 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 patriarch of this family, shall we say, is on the on the moon. He's a, a researcher, and he is. Been on the moon for approximately a year and uh is in the midst of let's say a three-year mission um and his job is to to analyze the composition of the moon and find out exactly what resources we can just up and stole away from the moon and take back to earth or you know use for interstellar travel you know all sorts of different applications the the uh the science is going to be pretty futuristic the goals are going to be lofty you know how it is um so what's happening is this this uh the lead scientist played by Jean Dujardin <laughs> is is on on his moon base and uh his back home his son is preparing to go visit him and uh travel from the earth to the moon is is not like all that problematic these days, you know they're they're doing it, they're doing it pretty regularly. But it's still, you know, his mother Mar- Marion Cotillard is <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal the. Would French
1: love to watch angle. them fuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for that Ted.
2: They're on. They're, they're two really hot people. They are really two two really hot people, but they are on two
0: different celestial bodies at the current moment. Also, whenever she speaks, it sounds like she's telling some kind of sexy secret, even when it's not.
2: <laughs> that's that's the French language for you. It's real sensual. Um, I, I don't know that I'm going to cast the mother, but in in any case, the son is getting ready for this. He's like 18 years old or so. He's going off to college in the in the fall, but he's spending his last summer vacation not last summer vacation, but last high school summer vacation visiting Papa on the moon on the moon. Yeah. Um, but mom is, is real worried about this. So she's like, Oh, you know, you have to be sure to call, you know, be sure to check in, uh, this flight isn't as long as it used to be, but it still takes like, I don't know, like 24 hours to get up there. She's just like, I want you to check in every, every couple of hours just to make sure everything's going. All right. Uh, we find out that there had been, uh, a shuttle that had had some malfunctions recently and not like fatal malfunctions, but it was like a big scare and it was a big news story. Um, so you don't need to put your cell phone on space shuttle mode. You do actually, they, that's a change that they just made because they figured out that it was cell phone interference that caused some of the problems. It was like one of those rare things. Like everybody thinks that it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bunch of bull honky that you have to put your, your uh, phone on airplane mode cuz they're like what can one phone do to bring down an airplane but in reality this future phone had interfered with the the radio and computer communications i say as ted walks away it's okay <laughs> um so the son boards this this flight mom is waiting at the gate uh waves out the window of the the uh the spaceport at her son and uh we go back home she's now there with her, her two other children and she's real worried <clears throat> we see dad on the moon dad on the moon has gotten a, a space text from his space son uh, saying that the flight has taken off he's tracking the, the flight on his, his flight tracker um, and for a while everything seems to be alright uh, the first check in happens with Ma uh son is like yeah this is pretty cool like this is the first time he's been to space he's like yo it's pretty dope in space like we can see the earth from here that's pretty crazy and then yeah. mom's like all right we'll just be safe <clears throat> and the second check in happens everything's normal time comes for the third check in and there's no check in what happened god so <laughs> At the spaceport, they have a space telescope <laughs> that looks mm-hmm. up at the spaceship to see if the spaceship has made it to space successfully, to the moon specifically. Um, so at first, their mom's not too worried. She's like, oh, he's probably just, you know, he's probably macking on some space cutie or, you Ooh. know, he's taking a nap Is or he? some such. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We had been cutting you know pretty pretty equally between life on earth uh Jean on the moon and this space shuttle that's taking them to space but at this point the uh the cuts to the spaceship are they're, they're just not coming
1: well, that's the mystery that's isn't, the mystery isn't it? <laughs> okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> an hour passes and mom still hasn't heard anything and now she's she's pretty worried so I- you said they looked at the space, looked at the ship through the space telescope. That was a bit premature. They didn't actually do that because they. Okay. This is some this kind of thing. Like they, they there's a flight to the moon every day, so like they they don't necessarily need to do that unless they think that something's wrong, and they don't think that anything's wrong at first. But then another hour passes, and mother still hasn't heard from her son. We cut back to the moon. Jean is looking at a, <coughs> looking at the, the the space flights app and uh notices no never mind notices that nothing's changed (laughs) um but mom is now very worried so she calls the space port and she's like what is the sitch on this uh the space shuttle that's going up to the moon today like my son's on it and i haven't heard from him and they're like ma'am what you talking about like we do this every day it's no big deal and she's like well here's the thing could you look in your space telescope and uh, <laughs> what is it there for <laughs> take take a look and they're like "Ugh, oh, fine i guess uh, we'll look in the space telescope and they look in the space telescope and wouldn't you know it they can't find the space shuttle anywhere wow oh no they don't see so it scary they don't see it it's gone <laughs> They look all over the place. It's gone. It's nowhere. Smash cut to the southern hemisphere somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. There has been an unexpected eclipse. Cool. That happened. Yeah, I mean, that's not the kind of thing that happens, really.
1: No, like, <laughs> expected.
2: They're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> science knows to, to expect these things. but uh, So the, the light has died out. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Uh, the light, well, it, it, it just like moment kind of momentarily, it's not like even a normal eclipse. It's just kind of like a, almost like a blip. And so we're looking at like a South American radio or we're in, we're in Santiago, Chile. And they're we're on the the, the news station there and they're showing clips of this, like, just like kind of just, just like flash of, of utter pitch darkness. And then mm. everything's back to normal. And we're like, That's unusual. Well, that was real odd. Uh, smash cut to Japan. There's a tsunami. G shucks. Real bad news. Oh, that was bad. Smash cut to Indonesia. Also, a tsunami. Jacob, there.
0: this is
1: getting worse and worse.
2: <laughs> smash cut to, to Australia. What? Australia. Australia. Uh, there's been a tsunami. Also, a flash there. So, this is like an issue this is because like all of this yeah. stuff happened at this like it all stemmed from the same incident in the same moment right yeah but uh people are having a real hard time figuring out what's going on um so the full 24 hours that the flight was supposed to take elapses the 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 shuttle does not end up on the moon it's gone um, <clears throat> what has also happened is um, People people in, in the Space Force Are in a, a real panic mode Because, you know, spaceships aren't really designed To just up and disappear It's like this is a big old spaceship And uh, they've never had one just up and disappear before um, But There are uh, no clues So we cut now to a year later Wow The space shuttle has not been recovered Wow Nobody knows what has happened
1: This is very the leftovers My money's on Thanos Luke That's 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 shrewd <laughs> Space guy Bad <laughs> it, it does check off all the boxes
2: But it's not actually what it was um. So the the one year anniversary of uh, this has happened. This this the shuttle disappearing has happened, and there's like memorials for all the people that are on it because they figure that this is just all, you know, they're gone.
1: <laughs> Did Jean and Marion's marriage survive the loss of their son? It, it survived,
2: but uh, it was very strained. Um, Jean, for quite a while, we discover, had been thinking about going back to Earth early, but he decides that he needs to finish out the mission um and also all the other space shuttle flights have been going normally since then there's been no other accidents they still
1: are doing space shuttle they flights? shut
2: they shut the, they shut that shit down for about a month um but then they they realized that that you know they, they looked at all the analytics and everything and they realized that you know nothing could have predicted that this was going to happen and there was still like a lot of demand both financial and otherwise to keep you know materials and people flowing between earth and the moon So they start it back up, but the year has, uh, the year anniversary has come to pass and Marion is out on her. (laughs) I had said that it wasn't going to be her, but it's just going to be her. Um, she's out on her back patio and she's enjoying a glass of red wine and she's looking up wistfully at the moon, thinking about her, her, her Jean, um, and also her son, um, who one year ago disappeared.
1: What's the son's name?
2: The son's name <laughs> uh, Is Jean-Luc
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: Um <laughs> But uh, Hold on to your laughs because things are got, about to get Spooky again As in Don't hold on to your never mind She's looking up at the moon enjoying this glass of wine Thinking about uh, Thinking about her Her two main men <laughs> Being uh, Jean Dujardin and Jean Luc, her son. (laughs) All she has left at home are daughters, which she loves very much. (laughs) They
1: don't got that dick, though.
2: (laughs) They don't got that dick. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, she's looking at the moon. And then, in an instant, it's gone. The moon? It's gone.
1: Jacob, what it has,
2: it has blinked, is
1: going on?
2: It has blinked out of existence.
0: No, yeah, that will cause more tsunamis. <laughs> yeah, actually,
2: that would really fuck things. There up. are at the same moment. Yes, shit's going crazy around Earth. <laughs> like, not only. Okay, so God,
1: I'm so scared.
2: So we find oh. out. So yeah, just imagine that was the genesis for this idea, and this is an idea that I, I ran or I told, I think, to Ted at one point was how frightening it would be
1: oh, yeah, in a horror movie yeah. if
2: you were just looking up at the sky and then suddenly the moon was no longer there. Um, So that has happened. Uh, around the world, uh, tsunamis are raging. Uh, shit's going crazy. Um, there was that same blink. It was nighttime in, I guess, France. <laughs> I guess this movie's set in France. Um, but on the other side of the globe, it was daytime and there is that same blink that had happened one year earlier. Um, And it's at this point that we enter entering the film is a scientist on earth who we find out has had this theory about what was happening the whole time, but it was uh, it was discarded as just like this fringe theory and so everybody just thought that he was crazy and wrote him off. Um, but this scientist uh, storms into the office of the French president, <laughs> <laughs> um, and is like, "Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, maybe it's time that you start listening to me because uh, check it out, some other crazy shit has just happened." Um. And we find out that his theory is there is a rogue black hole that is in the solar system. Dude,
0: that's... Fuck. It's,
2: like, sentient? It is not sentient. It, but it is... It is just one of those things that happens, and this is a true fact of the universe, is that there are just, like, black holes that just, like, travel around. Fuck. And, like, because of how uh basically infinitely large the universe is, the the possibility of one entering our solar system are are basically zero. But they are not zero, because there are, you know, billions of black holes in the universe, and you know, there are some that mm-hmm. are like supermassive black holes like the one at the middle of the Milky Way, but there are others that are just like just zooming around, sucking everything up. And so the scientist's theory is that uh it's a, it's a basically like a a point in space black hole mm-hmm. where it's just like super super tiny but it has it first sucked up that spaceship and then was basically waiting
0: <laughs> at the science i think it should is-
1: be sentient
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what explains the like <laughs> Eclipse flash. The eclipse
2: flash was the the black hole basically like flashing between it, was, it like okay. it was between the Earth and the Moon the first time, gotcha. and so it basically like sucked up all the light okay. between the like that's of the Earth for the moment when it was there. But so what I'm kind of like my idea is that it's like kind of set at this point in Earth's orbit which is the reason that it
1: happened
2: happened on the, on the year anniversary. Okay. That's so we're just going to go with that. The like astrophysics of that is, I don't think makes any (laughs) sense, but that's okay. This is not an astrophysics (laughs) podcast. It's set at this point. And so it it, it sucked up the, the the spaceship at the first time, but didn't have like a massive effect on, on earth or the moon, uh, other than the tidal waves, which were and the and the flash of of darkness, sure. But it has been sucking up just you know random stuff in the year since and has become slightly more massive. And so this time the the moon was just pulled into it, and the devastation on Earth is incredible.
1: God, um, it would be all dark at nights.
2: It would be all dark at nights, other than the stars, which are still there.
1: But they don't have a lot of.
2: They don't have nearly—they don't have nearly as much light as the moon does. Yeah. So yeah, the moon is has been has been sucked.
1: So how are they going to blow up the black hole? They're not. What are they going to, Jacob? What are they going to do?
2: I don't know. Are they just going to die at the end of the film? uh, We we see the the rebuilding from the massive destruction from all the tsunamis and the. uh, like it was so uh, the, the gravitational pull of both the non moon and then also the black hole, like shifted plate tectonics on earth and like caused massive earthquakes. And so basically there's this giant global catastrophe. And so at the end of this, um, we cut to 364 days later and the, the earth is rebuilt. I mean, the, you know, People have rebuilt from the disasters of the past year, um, and they have decided that the scientist theory is right. Um, although it seemed insane at the time, it is that is what's what's happening, and so they are they have been working feverishly for the past year to figure out some kind of solution to this. But uh, they have not come up with a feasible solution. They couldn't get everybody off of Earth in time they didn't have any other solution so it is the day before the next it is the morning of the next black hole uh, the the black hole's arrival and as the film ends we see a great darkness envelop the sky and then it's black and then there's
0: credits
1: that would actually be a good movie (laughs)
0: It would be a good movie. Thank you. It's not. I don't know how spooky it would be though. The it's thing
1: spooky is... as fuck, dude.
0: <laughs> the thing about this it is because, like, you don't even know what's happening. What's spooky about it? It's. I, I
2: think that the spook, the spooky factor in this movie is uh, more of the existential variety. Yeah, existential spooks. Yeah. Which are not as maybe not as like terrifying in the moment. Like jump scare type. Although I think that there are, I think that the moon blinking out of existence is like both a jump scare and also like an existential scare. But it's 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 more of a, a one that uh it'll it'll sit with you. It'll sit in your gut. Yeah,
0: I, I do think, especially that that end bit when you know that they're just like waiting for for it's,
1: the end. It's like the end of it come. follows. Yeah. what i like about it is that like the stuff that happens is inexplicable and very scary and then the actual explanation for it is terrifying like really scary (laughs) like 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 suitably scary and also like like i don't know i black holes i think are extremely scary yes um so
2: yes i i agree with that um
1: So I, I just, I, the whole the whole thing is very effective in escalating well, thank how you, scared you are.
2: Well, thank you, Ted. And then
1: I this whole, like, like, it's just, like, waiting at this point in the sun's orbit for us to just come back and hit it is, like, again, spooky.
2: Thank you. Much appreciated. It's made me feel a little bit sad.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Having pitched that, which is not an emotion that I've had. After a pitch in Pitch Hunt before, but this was a very special episode and a very spooky episode.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening. Are we going to ship it? Ship that okay. off. Yeah, of course. Oh, thank goodness. It's one of the best pitches we've had. Thank you. Wow.
2: All right. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening. Ted, thank you so much. Thanks for yeah, having me Thank you, bed. Ted, for um, filling Will's shoes.
1: Hope to see you guys again on um, the next 10. Yeah. It's
2: only a couple episodes down the road. So tune
1: in and yeah,
2: Ted will be back for his usual Ted on the ten. We still have to decide what what that's going to be. Yeah, Uh, but I'll tell you, we have decided what we're going to do next week. Luke,
1: (laughs) I already forget. Ted, Um, you guys are doing um, fantasy next week. Fantasy,
2: (laughs) a nice palate cleanser after this this episode that ended in kind of an existential downer.
1: we have like some like happy dwarves or whatever <laughs> in the next one? Ted,
2: I promise that I will have happy dwarves in my movie next week. Alright, great. <laughs> so you can look forward to that.
0: Uh, you can find us on social at pitch underscore hunt. Email us at info at pitchhunt.org, Luke at pitchhunt.org, Jacob at pitchhunt.org, or will at pitchhunt.org. And, we- and where can we find you, Ted?
1: Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ underscore ballgame. You can visit my, uh, website, grumpymovieboy.wordpress.com. That is a real website, Yeah, for, you
0: should do that, because Ted's film reviews are very good. Yes, they are. Very insightful. And he mostly reviews pretty dope films. He so. does, and I will say that I don't always agree with his, his assessments, but...
2: You know what? That's good. Sometimes,
1: uh, discussion is the uh, nectar of the gods. Sure. Uh, disagree. Yeah. Sure. Disagreement is the fruit yeah. of the loom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All of those things are true. And you know what else is true, listeners out there?
0: We love you. That is true.
2: But good night. Also,
0: don't forget. Good day. To, good morning. To, to stay pitchy. Stay pitchy. Bye bye. <laughs>